Yeah. You have to promise me. You have to promise me that you will fight this fight for me. For me, please. I know. I I just want you to do what I would do in this situation. You know what that is? I don't know what that is. Podcast. Podcast for me. Scene. Hand scene. Great. No, that was great. Uh, Nick, uh, I want you to pull back a little bit okay. and then really punch it at the end. Okay, slow yeah. and then fast. Yeah. Slow and then fast. I uh, have listened to directors before, and some directors say their only direction they ever give is slower and faster. Mm. And I think that's, if I was a director, that would be one of my things, too. Yeah. Just tell people, slower, faster, no line readings, none of that. I'm not a professional actor or or accent artist, and... Uh, None of the people in this movie that we're reviewing are either, and you'll hear about that soon. We're doing Red Dawn. It's just the boys today, which is uh, just me and Steven in in the garage, ready to roll. In the Shred Quarters, the new Shred Quarters 2.0. Yeah, Shred Quarters 2.0. Uh, the weights are the weights are out. We are we are actively pumping iron, pumping iron while we're discussing this uh, this remake. By the way, this isn't the original Red Dawn because the original Red Dawn's too. Uh, uh, too high class for this podcast, which is w- which is the definitive podcast where we rate movies twenty five percent and under on Rotten Tomatoes. That's Nick. I'm Steven. Uh, Boom, Nick. Nick uh, you know you are feeling good. You are feeling good. Summer's hitting. Feeling good. Summer's, summer's hitting. Summer's hitting hard right now. This is uh, we are we are in July. We're There's in nothing, July. Nothing like it's almost the birthday Julie. of America. Yep. Yeah. Close. Thor's coming out. Thor's coming out. Quick thing, looking weird. Ex- excitement level. What? What, what are you? Uh, a excitement. B uh, prediction. So my excitement level is at a weird level. So so it's weirdly sixty nine. It's it's weirdly uh, weirdly medium because I don't know what to expect. I feel like it's either going to be a great movie or or not so great. So movie. you're being careful not to get too hyped up. Yeah, I never want to. You know, it's 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 the famous saying by that by that famous philosopher. Uh, exactly. Have low expectations, you'll never be disappointed a day in your life. Yeah, yeah. On the floor, put them on the floor. Yeah. Put the bar. On the floor. Well, we'll leave it. No, we'll leave it at. Uh, we'll leave it at hip length. Like we're I, doing I, some deadlifts, which you owe me, by the way. Uh, but at a second, my prediction. You know, I'm hoping for the best. I think it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be good. Not great. It's Taika. So how can it be that bad? Exactly. I, I know I'm going Famous to enjoy last it. Words. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm going to enjoy it, uh, regardless of if it's good or bad. Uh, I know Alex will not enjoy it, so that that alone gives me. He's comfort. already not watching. Gives he's, me comfort. He's already. Uh, uh, he's not here to defend him. His his terrible Taika is not good take. That's okay because he, you know, you know what it's all about. It's all about waiting and skipping, uh, skipping unnecessary noise. That's all I got to say about. He's that. also not a Marvel guy either, so uh, he would want us to say that. And Kyle, uh, his excitement level not as high either. Uh, I haven't heard him talk about Thor one time. Yeah, I know. What's up with that? Yeah. He's maybe anti-Natalie Portman, which, you know. 
Yeah, he happens he, to the best he, of us. Yeah, mm. some would say that's problematic. A mm, little bit, a little bit. So, uh, shout out to Kyle and Alex who are not here, and uh, a guest who's not here, and it's it's just ya boys. Yep, here to talk about Red Dawn, the 2012 remake of the 1984 film, starring Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze, mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth. We're going to get into that debate. Yeah, we're also going to do our, our uh, top five modern remakes of '80s movies. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, just yeah, '80s remakes. Yeah, right. And then I think in the spirit of that, I think we pitch another remake. I think we pitch another pitch another, another ten year later remake starring hmm. uh, starring people nowadays. I kind of want the sequel. You know, we it's quasi relevant. Remake, sequel, prequel. We're, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get that. to it. We'll get we'll to debate it. that. Yeah. So stick around for that. In the meantime, uh, this movie is on epics. <laughs> so uh, as of right now, yeah. If you're ready to watch, you can go ahead and do it. Off the top, good time. Off the top, good time. That's your initial thoughts. That's my off the top initial thought. Okay, all right. You want to talk? You want to talk some more? Uh, some more movie news because I got one. You, one you thing have I one. I know about. that you. Uh, speaking of remakes, it's re- very relevant because it's another 1980s remake, but it's about a very, uh, uh, I mean, underground slash cult hit uh, superhero film. You know, you know how much we love to talk about superheroes. This is a cool superhero because it's the Toxic Avenger. Um, haven't seen the remake, uh, uh, or haven't seen any news about the remake. All I know is that it's written and directed by Megan Blair, and Megan Blair is the oh. writer of Blue Ruin, yeah, yeah, Green yeah. Room. Um, uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. You know that that makes it more interesting to me. Uh, originally, I thought the Toxic Avenger was going to be about like an ex girlfriend or boyfriend who <laughs> who like kind of shreds your life up a little bit, but. Now that I know it's not that, even though it could be with Megan Blair, his movies can be bleak. Yeah. So, uh, well, here's the stars of the film. Might fuck me up a little bit. You got you got your boy Kevin Bacon. Uh, you got Elijah Wood. Okay, I'm in. Megan Blair's acting in his Megan, own Megan Blair in his own film. Him and Elijah seem like they could be pretty tight. In and real then life. the the lead too. Jacob Tremblay as the son of the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, boy. What? Yeah, boy. What? Is showing up, and then the lead role is Peter Goddamn Dinklage. Oh, wow. Yeah. This movie's going to be That's wild, gonna... wild, 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 son. <laughs> That's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll stand by that. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Without question. Wow. I'm so excited to, to, because, like, we want to we want to talk about well, '80s I've, remakes I've, and how they're all bad. I've honestly never been less in on something and then more in on something right? in the span of a minute. What a sell! What that a sell happened. with that, that lineup. Happened, that happened quickly. It's going to be either a total collapse of everybody's <laughs> career after this, or it's going to be one of the best remakes ever made, if not of all time. So yeah, I'm real real excited about it, which makes me excited to want to talk about Red Dawn. Yeah, uh, '80s remakes. I just had this conversation with somebody. I guess we'll talk about it now. The 80s was a time of a very certain type of movie. Yes. And, t- and it was a, it was peak genre. Peak genre. Of action, yes. specifically. Yes. So remaking that now, you don't have the, the you just don't have the same audience and it doesn't it doesn't hit the same way. People no. aren't people are more niche than ever. Right. When the 80s felt like it was more broad than ever. Like the, if you wanted to reach Five, fifty, hundred million people. You could make one movie. Yeah. Now, 
only one type of movie reaches 100 million people, and that's just the fucking Marvel movies. Well, it flipped the script because in the 80s, you didn't have niche markets. It was all like what yeah. was given to you. It was it was the 10 channels unless you had cable, and then you were part of you know premium premium stuff that didn't that didn't you know speak to things that were regularly at the cinema because you had a comedy movie, you had a drama movie, and you had action movies. Those are the three three genres that you've seen mostly in the box. The three office genders. The, the it, three genders. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cut that part out, Kyle. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it was spoon fed to us, and now in this modern day and age, we can seek out whatever we want to watch. And there's and yeah, there's millions of everything all the time. Don't so even you, you don't even the action movie is the least engaged with, I would say, by a lot of people. Yeah, it's the most passively watched nowadays. Is it's probably the action movie, and especially passively watched because you're only going to watch it in the movie theater that one time. You'll probably never watch it again, or you'll just put it on the background at home and barely right. pay attention. Right, right. I, Be- I, I love having an action, action action movie while I'm working is actually my number one genre for working movie. It's a good distractor because, because it gives I, you a little ten minutes of distraction every yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. You can you can tune in and tune out. You don't miss much. You're just like, oh, now they're in another fight. You know, which yeah. is what I did with the red dawn the last couple of days yeah and uh you know not gonna lie still a good time still a good time yeah. as i've said yeah but let's get into it let's talk about red dawn 2012 the united states has been invaded what am i supposed to do i'm gonna fight He's back. when you're fighting in your own backyard you're fighting for your family This is just some place. For us, this is our home. Red Dawn. Rated PG-13. So I never saw the original Red Dawn until I want to say today. And um and but but I saw the trailer for this movie when it came out in 2012, and I immediately thought, no, no, <laughs> unnecessary, unneeded, unwanted unjustifiable because everybody knew red dawn was about soviet invasion it was like an allegory for like what if what if this happened what would what would small town america do and yeah it it was 2012 nothing bad was happening the worst thing the worst thing that was happening except you know there's plenty of bad things happening yeah also nothing to not an invasion of of world countries where we are right now 2012 Wow, yeah. what a time. Yeah. Ten years ago. Who I mean, the thought? U.S. was invading Afghanistan and pulling out of Iraq at yeah. that time, and then Mitt Romney was running, and that yeah. was kind of stupid. Uh, but, you know, other than that shit. There's like, some war criminals running around, but there always are. Yeah. But, yeah. but now, compared to now, 2012 seems like a, a, a different time because it was. Well, yeah. It brought up the weird, the weird concept that we all had during the 2010s of, like, are we going to go to war with North Korea? Like that, that was a, that was a relevant, that's a still a relevant conversation almost to this day. Um, but why are we fearing North Korea? They've never, they've never done. Well, like, we're going to, yeah, we're yeah, going to get into that. We're going to get into that. <laughs> my, I'll skip straight to my make it fresh. The way to make this movie fresh, release it right now. Middle America. It's going to do, it would do fucking numbers. It could. It, it very would, well it could. Would, it would make. I can guarantee. But what's the country? Would, because every because Middle America is cool still, with China and it, Russia. It could still be North Korea, and they don't want it. They don't. But they're but, not cool with Russia. They're not cool with Russia. Middle America's not cool with Russia. I don't think so. I don't mm. think so. They, I don't think they like China either. Okay. They like they got that whole uh, U.S. best U.S. best thing. 
which is what While this wearing movie, their Chinese uh, uh, MAGA hats. Yeah, which is <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, we do not pander on this podcast. We are we tell it like it is. Tell it by the book. Real rotten. If we're gonna, we're here to do two things: get real and get rotten. You be the judge. You be the judge. This movie got fifteen percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Also one five audience. Fifty one percent. Wow! It's our first Taco Cat. Taco (laughs) Cat rating. Yeah, is that your favorite? uh, Your favorite. there's uh there's Taco Cat, there's Race Car, and then there's one other one. I forget what it is. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. I mean, there's what are they called? The palindromes. Palindromes. Yeah, Sarah Palindromes. The the worst part about palindromes is that the word palindrome isn't a palindrome. Right. Like wouldn't when you make the word that describes a palindrome a palindrome, that would just make the most sense to me. Right. Right. Anyway, speaking of not making sense, here's the blurb for Rotten Tomatoes from for the movie Red Dawn. Yeah, what's the consensus? The rebooted Red Dawn lacks the original's topicality, but at least plays tribute in delivering the same short shrift to character development and general logic. Say that five times fast. Yeah, there you go. One of the uh, more uh, um, wordy. uh, Yeah, very alliterative. Yeah, uh, 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 blurb. What written blurb? We're gonna let's rate that blurb. Rate that blurb. I'm gonna give that an eighty-one. I'm gonna give it. 82. 82? Yeah, good, yeah. good, good job. Just a little bit better. One. Good yeah, job. Just a little bit better than what you think. Uh, but my favorite blurb was from Sonny Bunch. Sonny uh, Bunch. Bunch of the votes. My guy. He said, more like Red Yawn. Okay. How How can it was so. It you got to right, say it like this. It you right always there. have to say it like this. More like Red Yawn. <laughs> you got to say it like that. You got to put the emphasis. Uh, my guy, uh, who I just found out <laughs> shout today out was my to, guy. Uh, shout out to Polly Shore. Yeah. My guy, podcast. buddy. Um,. <clears throat> Charlie McCollum of the San Jose Mercury News uh, said, remaking an old film is rarely a good idea, but sometimes the idea is so spectacularly bad that the reasoning behind it defies all comprehension. (laughs) Wholeheartedly agree, Charlie. You know, that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's beyond explanation that why they remade this movie. It's it's dollar signs um, in the way of Josh Peck's deep voice, which we'll talk about later. Guest blurb. So, um, so, so the guest blurb is something that I found on IMDb. It was okay. a user review of the user film, review, and I feel like it best would be uh, told like how how Patrick Swayze talks in the, in the original uh, Red Dawn, which is with a weirdly fake Southern accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of fake accents in all of these movies. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. But uh, where does the first Red Dawn take place? In Colorado. Okay, that's what I thought. How you met Colorado. That's what I thought it was in Colorado, and then I thought this movie took place in Colorado, but this is Spokane, Washington. It said right on right on his dad's uh, badge, uh, Spokane PD. Um, so th- this is how I feel like uh, this this uh, um, user review went. Um, in this guy's head. <clears throat> I read of your, a review where the story of the movie was said to be unlogical and hard to believe. Well, it's also hard to believe that a man shoots webs from his arms and that an alien lands on Earth and can fly and shoot lasers from his eyes. But it's not about a band of young men and women fighting against an army that's making this movie bad. It is that it is just so trivial. There is no feeling for the characters involved because they're just the 500 football playing college kids you will see in a movie. There is no heart and there is not one good actor in it. <laughs> not worth watching at all. How do you like that? Wow. Real and rotten. That's Very visceral. Exactly what we're looking for. Yep, absolutely. Excellent job. Excellent, excellent reading and excellently written. I say you're mocking for a dickle. I heard that. 
what what did Roger Ebert say about this? Uh, Ebert did read it. Uh, Review this Review movie. It, yeah. One point five stars out of four. Mm, okay. He said, "I think I'm beginning to understand why the Chinese were not reckoned to be a prime market for this film." So talk about that real quick. North Korea invades Spokane, Washington. That is the premise of this movie. That is all you need to know yeah. going into this movie. That's it. North Korea invades Washington. Yeah. Roger Ebert wrote, if you're wondering how North Korea, population 25 million, can raise enough invaders to attack the United States, population 315 million, it may help you understand that the original screenplay for this remake named the invaders as Chinese. After a principal photography was completed for this film three years ago, that was in 2012-2009, and its studio MGM went belly up, the enemy identity was changed to North Korea by reshooting several scenes, redubbing lots of dialogue, and using digital adjustment to change the looks of flags uniforms and insignia on trucks and tanks this did did this involve a change in ideology in hollywood not really a marketing genius figured out that china is one of the biggest markets for american movie exports and north korea generates unimpressive box office bucks for yang product (laughs) as the trade papers would like to word it so shit got real shit got real real quick this was a highly (laughs) highly uh uh missed oversight whoever wrote this movie as the chinese invading America was right in that that's the right people to choose. Yeah. Unless you want your movie to make money in China. Worldwide. I mean, in China. Like, let's be honest here. If you want to make the most of your money in China. And so that's the thing. We, the, we, the American uh, 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 government has, has banned Chinese movies from being shown in America where, where Americans are portrayed as bad. Like, that happens all the time. But the like, uh, the number one box office movie of all time in China is about uh, yeah an American war exactly exactly and how the Americans got beat so yeah. it's like it's 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 just a thing like look we're they're not going to show it because it's it doesn't cater to the audience but you're not catering to that audience you're making a movie for the domestic box office so you got to hit the domestic box office hard like it, it doesn't matter make it against the Chinese it makes for a better story and it's more relevant to this day it only makes more sense. Yes. That is the Chinese. It's not a better story. North Korea is the right the right opponent. But they didn't. But if it was if the original had, story had they, was about had, the North Koreans, had they started with the North Koreans, it would have been the right. Which was right a call. major plot point in a lot of movies in the early 2010s, if you think about it, because Olympus has fallen is one of I those looked movies. Up that there's a le- there's at least eleven. Eleven, yeah. yeah, about North Korea. We had a major fear of North Korea in the 2010s. I mean, they're and always. We don't know why. No, I don't know why. It's because there was a. Uh, a crazy person running them. Uh, there's always is. a crazy yeah. person running them. You, you just never know when that little when their little finger is gonna hit a little button. Yeah, well, th- and then they're gonna launch a missile into the ocean because yeah. that's, that's <laughs> about as capable as they are of creating. Yeah, that. you heard us. You yeah. heard us. I ain't scared. I ain't scared of you, yeah, Kim Jong Un. We are pro. We are. I've seen sa- the interview. I know how you are. We are pro <laughs> South Korean podcast. We yeah. uh, we support South Korea 100. percent Yep. Yep. South Korea forever. Um, this movie came out in November t- yeah, keep 21st, 2012. This is a Thanksgiving movie Thanksgiving 2012. It was marketed strictly as a Thanksgiving movie. The tagline of this movie was, This Thanksgiving, the fight takes place at dawn. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? This Thanksgiving is a uniquely American holiday. They they just couldn't get it together for Labor Day. <laughs> or <laughs> or for like, 4th of July. <laughs> yeah, 4th of July, Memorial Day. There's so many right. days. Or uh, even... When's Veterans Day? November 11th. Yeah, 10 days yeah, earlier. Yeah. 
where where are you at? Where are you, where are you at? at? Where are you at? 11, 11, 12? Come on. That would have been easy money. Easy money. You would have made an extra $2 million. Maybe because positive. it's not a national holiday. That's why. The banks are, or I mean, the banks It doesn't are count as like a movie holiday. Yeah, the schools are still in session. That's why. I don't know. It seems it's a PG-13 movie. They're trying to get that, that yeah, kid they, audience, which is another gripe. That, needs to be rated R. Needs to be rated R. Needs to be rated R. Yeah, I the first was, one. I thought it did a good job of being PG thirteen. I think it, it did. I don't I think mean, it needed to be rated R. Uh, the first one was it rated R? No, it was. P- it was the, so that's the that's the fun fact. The original nineteen eighty four Red Dawn is the first PG thirteen movie ever made because of the they updated the MPAA ratings in July first nineteen eighty four, and this movie released like ten days after that. Wow. Yeah, and so PG thirteen is the first PG thirteen movie. And it looks like a PG-13 movie, uh, without question. This one c- could have easily been a really good R movie. There was not enough violence. There was way more violence in the PG-13 1984 original than this. It's crazy. There's a lot of violence in this movie. <sighs> not as much as you think. A lot of people, there was more than more than you expect. I guess I'm coming in low expectations. I'm thinking, I already know this movie's bad. Mm-hmm. I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the original before it came out, so... yeah. I came in on a, in a different mindset, so so maybe maybe I can see where you're coming from there. But me coming in, I was like, "Wow, this movie is more way more hardcore than I thought it was." It is be. more hardcore, and I think that that you know, that lends to the director, who we'll talk about in a minute. But one of the highlights of this film, without without question, hour thirty three. Hour thirty three, perfect wow. perfect time. What a runtime! Yeah, couldn't believe it. I thought this movie was easily going to be two hours. No, I was I was pleasantly surprised. At this uh, 90, 93 minute movie, I still checked the uh, I checked the timing twice, <laughs> just to yeah, just see how much time I had left. Just checking your glasses, which actually ruined it. <laughs> it did ruin some of it for me. Yeah, I bet. Uh, um, tag your same, up. same. No, yeah, I I totally know how you feel. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, my tagline: uh, You mentioned it. This Thanksgiving, the fight play, the fight takes place at dawn. I'll do you one better. When the dawn breaks, unleash teenage angst. And that's what you do. Instead yeah. of unleash hell, you you just angsty. I'm looking at you, Josh Peck. Yeah. He, he, or, or should I say, I'm looking at you, Josh Peck. Yep. We're talking uh, about mine that. would be uh, the youth in revolt. Like a, or a, like a, a, it's a youthful revolution. Something yeah, like that. you just stick you know. with the first one. Yeah, you'll, youth you'll in revolt. Yeah. yeah, youth yeah. in revolt, sure. That's a great line. Uh, put that uh, in the stories. Maybe I'll this win Thanksgiving, that. Josh and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Double Josh billing. Uh, make we'll sure your that. hems are are tucked, Hutch. <laughs> or I'll peck you. Yeah, or I'll uh, peck you. <laughs> keywords: invasion, woods, teenager, rescue, and courage. Courage, the cowardly dog. Uh, really basic plot keywords. Not, yeah. not really disappointing. Disappointing. Disappointing as all hell. Disappointing. There could have been some weird ones in there. What's the weirdest plot keyword you could think of uh, after watching this movie? Mineshaft. Mineshaft or um no uh, subway. Subway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, budget yeah. sixty five million. See, that's a that's a wild budget. For for uh, a bunch of people who are not not really top bill actors, feels as like of yet. yeah, it feels like uh, the production value was high in this movie. It was, and they because it was the uh, the they stuntman. Gave it, they gave it all to first time director who was an original stuntman. Original stuntman. So so all the action sequences were like 
absolutely over the top. <laughs> just bonkers. Dan it's, Dan Bradley, yeah, our guy. Dan Bradley, our guy. <laughs> AKA, AKA Danny McBride from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> My guy, Dan Bradley, he went all out and he used every fucking dollar for this every movie. Every piece of C4 that Hollywood allowed him I to I gotta have. say, he probably only spent $40 million on this movie and then like post-production they had to yeah. do an extra 20 or something. So probably not all on my guy Dan. He uh, he did. I don't, he he didn't direct the shit out of this movie, but he did direct the shit out of the stunts. In this he movie. directed the shit out of the action sequences, and basically after he was done filming, he just like we're done. Yeah, then, get, I'm out of here. And then <laughs> you guys like, figure it out, yeah, bozos. Yeah, his like second. By the way, I made them Chinese. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> his second unit director. He was like, okay, you get all the important emotional scenes in between everything, and yeah. then uh, I'm good. Yeah. Second unit focused on the character development. Don't you worry about them action sequences and 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 wide shots. <laughs> we talked about the most interesting uh, trivia of this movie, and it's that this movie was completed in two thousand nine, and didn't come out in theaters until twenty twelve. Couldn't believe it. Uh, so so which right was around... actually a very important three years movies for a lot of the actors in this movie. Yeah, yeah, a major difference, uh, especially for Hutcherson and uh, and, and Hemsworth. C. Hemsworth, yeah. Hemsworth, not L. Hemsworth. C. Hemsworth was a superstar when this movie Wait, was released. Yeah, in yeah, basically, yeah, because he already had Thor that under be, his belt. That'd be after his second Thor, maybe even. Uh, second Thor released in 2012. Um, the first one released in 2010. So he did that. He did Cabin in the Woods. He was in, wasn't he in uh, the that Twelve Strong Star Trek? Oh yeah, he was, he that was amazing. Like he he was okay. A, the original that was a heat check for for Chris Hemsworth. Original Thor was 2011. Yep. And then uh, the Avengers as Thor in 2012. Yep. And then he was in Cabin in the Woods in 2011 as well. Right. And then he was in Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, that's right. He he was in Snow White and the Huntsman. So yeah, those in, were in two thousand nine. In two thousand nine, though, he was only in Star Trek. He was in that opening scene that makes me yep. cry every time. Every time. And he was in uh, uh, a Perfect Getaway, that terrible. Uh, oh yeah, with uh, Steve Zahn. Yeah. I- Island movie. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Which I did see. And Mila Jovovich. That. Wow, yeah. that came out when when I was in uh, Hawaii. I'm like, I need to get off this island. <laughs> <laughs> So he's in a different part of his career at this point. Hutcherson is Hunger Games comes out in yeah. 2012 Peta. as well. Yeah, yeah. Peta and love Liam, my Peta. Uh, the other Hemsworth, the other Hemsworth, and L Hemsworth. Well. Yeah, which is a weird uh, uh, link. You know, we haven't mentioned that we're doing this movie because Thor is coming out. We're right. Doing, this no, is we a, did. This is basically yeah, but we haven't said this is a Chris Hemsworth podcast we're yeah. doing today. And uh, surprising. And, and uh, Spiderhead, Spiderhead also coming out. Um, very soon, mm. I think. I think in July as well. Yeah. What? Yeah. And get, did you see that. the first trailer for it? I did not see it. That shit looks weird. Escape from Spiderhead. <laughs> it's just called Spiderhead now. It oh. was. It was originally Escape from Spiderhead, but now it's just Spiderhead. It's based on a book called Escape from. Spiderhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or a short story. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know this movie at all. Uh. I recommend Joseph Kosinski. Yeah, I recommend checking out the uh, the. Oh, he d- he directed Tron Legacy. Oh, I got okay. It's I the got, uh, got. yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. I would say at the very least, at the very least, interesting. Mm. He did only the Brave. He's he direct he's directing Top Gun Maverick, and he directed Oblivion. Wow. Spiderhead guy Joseph Kosinski. Yeah, he yeah. did the new po- Top Gun. Yep. 
Wow, this guy has two movies coming out within like two months. This needs to be a Joseph Krasinski podcast. Jeez. Wow, we had Krasinski, John Krasinski. (laughs) John Krasinski's out. Joseph Krasinski is in. (laughs) Krasinski, yeah. No cron. It's all co here. Oh, he did only the Brave too. Uh, that's what, yeah, that's really what I'm sad, saying. Really sad movie. Though. Yeah, really <laughs> sad movie. Wow, I fuck with Tron Legacy too. Yeah, Tron Legacy's a a sleeper. That's yeah. uh, for sure. He hasn't made a bad movie. He honestly hasn't made a bad. Tron movie. Legacy, one of my uh, only bleep this part out Cal ecstasy movies mm. that I've ever seen mm. in theaters on ecstasy. <laughs> I saw that in 3D, like after oh. it was like right after Avatar. Right after Avatar came out when 3D was big yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Man, watch Tron Legacy. Man, that's a great movie to watch on 3D. Love Tron Legacy. Live for Tron Legacy. Oh boy, uh, writers of this movie, Carl Ellsworth wrote it. He also wrote Unhinged, along with uh, Jeremy Passmore, who wrote San Andreas and Vice. Uh, both not working a lot now. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Passmore with Vice. Interesting. But the uh, but the notable crew we got our guy Ramin Jawadi, who uh, Game of Thrones composer. Game of Thrones, Westworld, a lot of bad movies. Though. A lot of bad movies. Yeah, but he, so he does a lot him, of great though. TV shows. Yeah, he's doing the new uh, the new Game of Thrones uh, House of the Dragon. House of Dragons. Mm-hmm. Do you watch do it. the House of Dragons? I I have a a cut of the new House of Dragons. That's cool, man. Theme. Good. Good for you. No, I have it. I'll play it real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead and play it. I'm I can, I'm gonna go sleep for. 10 years because it's better than watching a show that has no real <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's here it goes oh cause it's about incest <laughs> so yeah play country bluegrass music Okay, that's the, uh, what the that, hell is that's that? actually the uh, the Eurovision song from the country oh, Moldova, the country from Moldova, Moldova. <laughs> a neighboring country of Ukraine. Which you know we need to talk about that real quick because this movie is I sort watch, of relevant. I, I watched Eurovision uh, over the weekend. I can't believe you watched Eurovision. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> it's I'm not gonna lie, it's extremely up my alley in that it's a lot of it's t- twenty five niche songs from niche countries, and they're all in English. And they're uh, some of them are in English, some are not. Moldova was not in English except for the parts where it said "Hey ho, let's go." <laughs> it's just something that I just. It's hard to wrap your brain around. It's going to be on my real recommendations, so spoiler alert. Stick around for that. Great. Um, wh- wh- who are the actors in this? We talked about Hemsworth. We talked Hemsworth. about Josh Hunter- Hutcherson. There's another Josh in this. Another Josh. Josh Peck. Josh Peck, uh, famous for being part of uh, Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh. Uh, the not problematic one. This was Josh Peck's coming... Oh, it's his second movie coming out as Skinny Josh Peck. Yes. This yeah, because he was second, in The Wackness, The right? Wackness yeah. was his original coming out party. Which was a good movie. Yeah, great movie with yeah. uh, Olivia Thrillby. I want to say, uh, yeah, big, uh, another, Sir ben, another star, man. another star who has also not happened. Uh, Josh Beck, also a star who uh, he still he still works a lot. He was supposed to lead the Turner and Hooch show, but that got canceled. Oh my God, he would have been a great. He he does have like um, knockoff Tom Hanks vibes, a little bit of Tom Hanks. Yeah, he needs to. Uh, yeah, he. This was not a good uh, move for him. Though. How I Met Your Father. <laughs> he's in that show. Uh, Oh, he, he is. Yeah. 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 He is. So 
But you you know that, right? Yes. He's not good in this. He's not good in this. <laughs> he's really, really bad in this. He's pretty bad in this. His, uh, his voice choice is so weird. This, on, this like is this on his <laughs> this is on he was trying to pull the uh, Just Gordon Levitt. Just Gordon Levitt did it first and we let him get away with it, but after that we we let it stop happening. For uh, <laughs> for he, Looper. <laughs> yeah, for Looper, and then he just kept that voice forever. He was just like, No, I talk, you know, I'm just no I talk like in a slightly now. deeper voice. Yeah. Hey, you know it's Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. He just didn't want You know it. you talk like this. Yeah, you talk you talk like a high You know Josh person. talks like this too. This like, is how we talk. Come on. Yeah, this he says Hug me, brother. Hug <laughs> I mean, me that's, brother. That's, that's, that's the Drake and Josh line. Yeah. Uh, Red Dawn, you, this is how you know Josh Peck hasn't quite made it yet. Red Dawn in his top four mm. on IMDb. So, uh, They're the same face! Yeah, that's unfortunate. So bummer for him there. But uh, good for us in that, and good for him in that he got to play a high school quarterback. Yeah, that was the most unrealistic part of this whole That was movie. the other fun trivia in that he um, he wanted to learn how he he didn't play any sports growing up because he had a lot of injuries as a youth and he was overweight and, he's overweight. and then he lost weight and yep. then he got in shape for, for this movie and other movies and he wanted to learn how to play quarterback so he was just kind of lit trying to relive like a life he didn't have before so i i gotta respect that's him cool i mean if you want to do something that you're never able to do before then yeah by all means go right ahead and do that for real and get paid to do that too yeah so then we great. got uh also in this movie adrian Adrian Palicki. Palicki. Yep. Adrian uh, Palicki. Famous for. She was the female assassin in the first Chow Wick. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Friday Night Lights. Friday Night uh, Lights. She was another cheerleader. Another cheerleader. <laughs> oh, this. No, she was Taylor in this, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she wasn't the Erica. Because Erica was Isabel Lucas, who looks like the girl from Plainville, Illinois, who who made uh, her boyfriend commit suicide. She does. Yeah, she has that. <laughs> she has. Those... She has that look. She has that look. vibe. Is that who played her in that um, in that miniseries? Uh, uh, Isabel awesome. Lucas also did not happen. Not quite. Did not happen. Maybe yeah. maybe she'll uh, maybe she'll get it together. She's got a few things coming out. So yeah, a couple. Good things. for her. She's like her. a she gives me big uh, Cara Delevingne vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not so creepy Cara Delevingne where she's hunting Megan the Stallion during. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> Just lusting after Megan the Stallion. <laughs> uh, here are some other no names that were on this movie. Edwin Hodge played Danny. Alyssa Diaz played Julie, and Julian Alcaraz played Greg. Uh, all forgettable and all no, just okay. Elle Fanning, that's who plays the girl from playing. Uh, the other notables, Brett Cullen played Brett, the dad. A.K.A. the quarterback from The Replacements. Yeah. And and a bunch of stuff <laughs> that you'll that you'll recognize as soon as you see Brett Cullen. It's like, oh, you're that guy. He's a real that guy. Big that w- guy. William Lee, also that guy. William played, uh, Lee. Played Captain Cho. He's also on uh, The Good Doctor, the new yep. show. Yep. Uh, and then uh, JDM, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, came in in a late cameo in this movie. Late so cameo, good for good for our guy. A.K. Uh, the comedian from Watchmen, and of course Negan from The Walking Dead. Who cares? And also the uh, dead, the dead other, dad from Weeds. The, Amer- <laughs> the American, the American Javier Bardem. Yes, the American Javier Bardem. That's a fair. That's a fair um, looks. That's a fair looks judgment right there. A uh, movie plot, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is when North Korean troops invade U.S. soil and take over the city of Spokane, Washington, a recently returned Iraq war veteran, Chris Hemsworth, and a group of teens, Josh Peck, Josh Hutcherson, lead of the woods and form a band of freedom fighters, dubbing themselves the Wolverines, the Utes, the Utes launch guerrilla attacks against the invaders. But how long can they sustain the fight in the face of the enemy's superior numbers and firepower remains in question? The real question is, how are the enemy's superior numbers 
so easily so overcome easy, by yeah. all of these Destroyed. teens by uh, by spooky teens. Yeah, <laughs> the, the 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 they they suck at shooting. Apparently, the other reason I think this movie works now is that spooky teens are scarier than ever. Right, teens can learn anything; they can do anything. Yep, I've never been more scared of teens than I am right now. Yeah, they're money laundering, life. they're committing domestic terrorism. Oh my like, god, they they like uh, if I walk by a group of them, yeah, and they laugh at me. It devastates me. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, you're done. I, I call in sick to work that day. Yep, I would too. Um, I'd call in forever and just move to the woods. I write in my diary, dear diary. Today sucked. Don't have the time or the effort. <laughs> the light of my life is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get straight into it. Are you for real? So that was the that was the basic plot of this movie, but. Are we going to tell them? We're no, I mean, it's it's the North Koreans invade um, in comparison to the 84 version where it's a joint effort between the Russians, Cubans, Nicaraguans, and and Chinese, I want to yeah. say. All the all the communist countries. Yeah, it's all the all the basically all the members of the Warsaw Pact of the 80s. If not, if you don't know who that is. So the original one tried to do like a bit of background work in saying that like. Well, it's Rus- all relevant. The Russians took over the East Coast. But there was like it was the, a Russian Cuban invasion. The yes. South and the Southwest were mostly uh, free still. Yes, the South, the basic, the basically the 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 uh, south of the Mason Dixon line uh, before Cal- uh, before California was was a free zone, and then all of why or Montana on on through the Great Lakes was a free zone. Everywhere else was invaded, like Canada, California, Oregon, Washington. Um, all all of those countries, and so we're all we're, those countries, all those states. We're first on the on the on the. Oh list. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we're first on the list. I mean, we we've are, been bombed we before during World War Two. This is true. Look this it is up. True. Look it up. It's happened. We'll have to re uh, redo all those bases that we got that are just have plants on them. Yeah, I mean, well, well, in comparison, we shut down all the air bases, and now we have nuclear reactors on on the shore. So that's that's great. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't want to move to Alameda. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried that I'll get stuck on that little tiny island. <laughs> Hell irradiated. You got you got nothing but a kayak. Yeah, good luck with that. So they get invaded. The invasion scene is good. It's pretty good. Legitimately good. Yeah. Like that's what you expect. You wake up and until, then the world's in. Their, yeah, their world is ending. exactly yeah. until people don't start getting killed. I don't think that there's the one thing that the original got right is that the Russians land and then just start shooting, start everybody. shooting everybody. And that seems like the way that it would probably go. Right. Just but drive. Just this, drive chaos. In this one, they all land and they try to gather everybody up. Yeah. And so they they let kind of a lot of people live. And it, it allows all the teens to escape. Yeah, to get it, it, it creates chaos for the soldiers. But when, instead, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a scene where Chris Hemsworth is driving a pickup truck, and there's three kids in the back, and he gets in an accident. One of the kids from the back flies through a windshield of another car, and that kid shows up later, and he's totally fine. Yep, totally fine. Which was awesome. Yeah, I really loved that scene. Right, but they. They gather together. There's a group of seven and eight of them, seven or eight of them, uh, and there's one kid in particular, Pete. Yeah, who I wanted, who I wanted to single out to start that start out this podcast because Pete is awesome. We need we needed Pete to have more in this movie. He was the traitor character. He gets a he he gets shouted down one time by Chris Hemsworth, who is a ex. Army or ex-marine. a current Marine. Yeah, ex-Marine. Who's a Marine. Oh, he yeah, just, he's, yeah, he's he, current. Yeah, yeah you're he right. He was waiting to get deployed again. When you're right, you're right. 
He he's a current Marine. Steve sh- Lenz played sh- Pete. Yeah, gets shouted out one time. Then he takes a lot of provisions, runs away, gets captured, and immediately joins the North Korean <laughs> army as like a sympathizer, as a defector. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And then like they see they see him a couple times. He rats him out once later in the movie, and then he gets just exploded, exploded by a bazooka. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty great vengeance for the character. That was when I knew this movie was a little different than I expected. Yeah, is when I saw Pete blow up. I was like, okay, this movie is not what I thought it was going to be. Pretty vanilla, mm-hmm. and. You know, only bad guys were going to die. I thought that every main character would live mm. and that by the end of it, they would be, you know, the North Koreans would be leaving with their tails between their legs. Yeah. I mean, you. I guess that's what that's what this movie got right. Um, if we're going to talk about good things, it's it, it stayed true to that overall storyline and arc of of the original Red Dawn and that you had all of these characters that you're invested about they're they're all like names that names that that were in movies before that you enjoyed or, or movies or in tv shows that you enjoyed before and they're all getting picked off one by one like that's the 1984 version in a nutshell too like every everybody dies in 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 uh in the in the original except except the lead um but yeah i mean yeah that was a that was a good part of it but it pales in comparison to the original that's all i just gotta say well, the first argument for real of this movie is all these teens are really good at shooting guns yeah. imme- immediately. Got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Chris Hemsworth is drill sergeant. Um, yeah, because so, he with those with those. They must have been in the, over over like been, a day and a half. Yeah, maybe it was like three weeks, and we just didn't really know. That's the worst part about this movie is that you're the time. Not, the the timeline. Time, I have is, no idea. Yeah, how the, long yeah. this took. The original is like over like six months. Yeah, like and and this one is feels like fifteen days, <laughs> if that. <laughs> Because they immediately were capable enough to uh, take to jump a platoon, be, be a very big thorn in the side of this giant Korean army giant, who was who was Korean able army. to take over the entire city of Spokane, which I looked up is two hundred twenty nine thousand people. Yeah, and they were talking about how there was like eight hundred thousand. Uh, that they in, were trying in to 2010. Up. In 2010, it was 208,000 people. Yeah. Well, the mayor mentions in the in the like he's saying like there's 800, there's 600, six or 800,000 people you're wrangling up in this area or something like that. So it's like no, it's the bookend's not that big. It's really not. That yeah. Big. yeah. So it seems like maybe they could have actually taken it over, but. Yeah. But why you, would you want to take over Spokane? What <laughs> is the plot of this movie? That's the number one. Are you for real? It's just, what's the plan here? Yeah. Where does how does Spokane? Is it just a remnant? Is it just a part of the army and the main armies in Seattle? Yeah, you're not really describing all of that. Like the first movie describes that a lot. Spokane is on the border of Idaho and Washington. If you didn't know, yeah, and not a very good stronghold. I would say it's wide open. It is. It is like on an open plain between two different like mountain ranges. So. It is isolated. It is fairly easy to take over, uh, but also you're sitting duck when you're there. Yeah, I think that's where the uh, that's where uh, warning sign takes place. Where where they warning have sign where you have the biological warfare. Like that's the reason you would you would have that is to wow. have labs and shit. Our show warning sign. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, outbreak. Yeah, outbreak yeah. and warning sign. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the outbreak. I remember that pandemic. That's technically over. That's, yeah, it's technically not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Man, yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about Josh Peck's voice. My real question, though, and, yeah. and it's probably an unanswerable question, is Applebee's the go-to hangout spot for small-town America yeah. with multiple generations Gotta hanging be. out? 
Got it. Like you're having grandpa in the totally. corner, sipping his scotch, eating, sure. eating his uh, baseball steak. Yep. And then you have uh, mom well, and dad for, at the two bar. For 20 app, two for 20 apps. Well, Forget about that. But he's probably asleep by then. Like, so this is a drunk grandpa. And then you got mom and dad at the bar drinking those dollar margaritas. Yeah. And then the teens are coming in from the baseball slash football slash slash um, slash hate rally are showing up <laughs> and Applebee's eating their mac and cheese. They're two for 20. Yeah. Like, so this movie starts out at a football game. It's at a fucking Applebee's is where they have. And Josh Peck is way too happy to be the quarterback and Lose a game. Lose a game. Yeah. Lose yeah. a game and then not have the coach's confidence to, to go in on fourth down and, and score the touchdown. Took the loss pretty well, I would say. Uh, so his, well. His dad and brother. And did, it was like the semifinals? His dad and brother didn't wait around? No. To yeah. like console their, their relative after he loses the big game? Well, Chris Hemsworth. His uh, girlfriend barely comes to pick him up? Chris Barely. Hemsworth shows up out of nowhere, and then he goes, walks up to his dad. His dad notices, looks to him, nods, and then watches the game again. Doesn't even acknowledge, like, "Hey, I haven't seen you in like six years. Good to see you," or, or like <laughs> anything. Oh man, oh man, what a scene! And what 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 a performance by Josh Peck. Like that was his best acting was in this first act. Um, when the power goes out, yeah, that was the best acting. Um, him just be, him just playing like. You know, nothing. Nothing's wrong in this world. Oh, I lost a <laughs> game. Oh, big deal. I got. I, I'm with the head cheerleader. It's all good, man. Yeah. He, a well-adjusted teen, I would say, actually, fairly well-adjusted. Aside, teen for being a quarterback. I mean, his, yeah, his for being the quarterback, dying. his mom died. His brother left. His brother to, abandoned him to join, go, the, join the <laughs> to army. To go kill people in the desert. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, I would say. For but not, Applebee's really in Spokane, there's got to be a better yeah, spot. <laughs> no, there's not. There's not. There's got. We be both a grew spot. up in suburbs. We both know what it's like. But Chili's was. I wouldn't Chili's, go hang out at Chili's Applebee's. Was a hangout for, for I us. Didn't hang, no, we're Sa- hanging out. The Safeway in the, parking lot was a Safeway parking lot. It's a hangout. I'll agree with that. That's way better. That's, but probably, that's not cross generation. That's got to be where they're going after Applebee's. Yeah, yeah. They're no. They you hang go, out in the parking lot of Applebee's when it closes, and then you, that's you that's go to Applebee's and you get your fr- you get the fritters, you get the apps, you get you get you like go in the back. You pay you pay one of the dishwashers twenty dollars to steal that bag of dollar margaritas, and then you go crazy. Then you go to the Safeway parking lot because it's. 24 hours so right you can't get in that much trouble right. i don't know if safeway exists in spokane probably not yeah they do it's a different one lucky's is probably 24 hours up there who knows but there's some place to hang out for 24 Costco. hours <laughs> that's where they're headed that's where they're headed after the applebee's but the power went out so they all went home they all had which, to go home well, and I, they were listening to the radio how does the radio have power How's the radio station have power? Good point. Good you know? point. Good point. What uh, what the fuck is up with that? Uh, that's when we find out that the uh, who how was Adrian's character involved in? She she was getting a ride home. She, yeah, she grew up with uh, Hemsworth. She grew up Elder Hemsworth. Yeah, yes. the older brother. Yes, and I knew that, but home. like I oh, think she, she just, was drinking she was and drunk, needed a ride home, and I think she, she lived next home. to Erica, if not some sort of relation to Erica. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So uh, mine is also, uh, are you for real, is another related um, store question. Is Subway gets yeah. a major shout out in this movie. It's, oh, the, yeah. it's actually the best part of this movie. I'm going to skip for real good stuff right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the middle of this war, basically, there's yeah. guerrilla warfare happening. Trying Josh, to be business as usual. Josh Hutcherson and Danny, uh, you know, Set off some bombs, some grenades, some car bombs. You know, yeah, they run. They're they're running through the city. They duck into a building. They look around. This room is full of people. It's packed. Packed. 
every table taken because it's a subway and yep. it's open yep. under North Korean occupation yep. and busy and there are actual people working and Josh Hutcherson says, oh shit, we needed some food. This is this is a perfect situation. So he stands up on the counter and he says this. Sandwich artist, fill this shit with bread. What kind? I don't care. There's no flatbread. Wheat, honey, oat, tuna, turkey. <laughs> tuna, turkey. God damn. Uh, unbelievably good. Yeah. Just so good. It was just like chef's kiss. Loving that scene. That's probably the best part in this whole movie. And then they all just crush. They all just crush sandwiches, and they say that was the best thing we've ever had. Yep, that was it basically. And then uh, Call of Duty. Then Call of Duty Modern Warfare gets a shout out too. Yeah, Uh, great. Pretty big for that time. Yeah, it was. As as people that were in college at that time, that everybody was playing that. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Where are the horses in this film? Where are the the horses? In the original, (laughs) they had horses, and it made more sense because they're in the Highlands and hanging out in the Highlands instead of driving noisy-ass trucks. Washington, do you need uh, horses? It'd help you a lot. It'd help you a ton because them forests get dense. Uh, I don't know about Spokane. They do need uh, quicker getaways because a lot of this movie takes place 40 yards away from each other. Yep. So the the kids are always 40 yards away watching their parents get shot and killed. Yep. And they don't get caught. They don't get killed. No one notices them. They're able to run away very quickly from all of these bad guys. Yep. The North Koreans never shoot. North Koreans never shoot at them. Never Never, shoot them in the back. Never shoot them in the back. Yep. Not one one time was just 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 one one police officer. You know, one one military guy. Pistol. Hilarious. Not even one shot. Yeah. Which is why I was surprised at the ending. So I'm going to say real good. Surprise ending, Chris Hemsworth gets popped. Gets popped real quick. Gets popped Surprise real pop. quick. He's on his way to go to go hook up. Yeah. They just accomplished the big goal. He's, they stole the communication about, box. He just had a beer with his younger brother. Yep. And didn't even have the beer. Didn't, didn't even have, have the, the beer. beer. Just gave it to him. And then we're going to go him the walk beer. and get a swerve on. He's going to go get a swerve on. And he got swerved on. And he got popped right Big in the time. head. Big time. Did you, dead. Did you jump? Dead, dead, dead. Did you dead, jump dead, when dead. that happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no way he's dead. No way he's dead. They're yeah, going to pick gone. him back up. They're going to pull him out. He's nope. Gone. He gone. He's dead, Jim. He gone. Yep. And uh, they escape, and then uh, and then it turns out Josh Peck's the, the leader afterwards. He takes uh, Chris Hemsworth's place at the end, which in turn, in the 1984 version, it flips. Maddie's the one that gets shot, and then Patrick Swayze's the one that leads the leads the groups at the end and start and fights fights World War Three on his back though, because he's yeah. Patrick fucking Swayze. It's Patrick Swayze. Let's have the debate right now. Patrick Swayze versus Chris Hemsworth. It's a it you know it's a tough call. Better because- fighter is Chris Hemsworth. Oh. He had the marine. He had the marine vibe. He had the. He's able. I, if we're talking character versus character, yes, yeah, this, that's what this I'm version, about. this version works. I'm talking wise. about like, I think that Chris concept. Hemsworth. It made more sense that he was able to train this group of people better yeah. than Patrick Swayze was able to train his small group of people. That's right. To be as the skill level seems too high still for the teens that, <laughs> that yeah that Hemsworth trained because it was like people who have probably never shot a gun before before just murdering mm-hmm. it got real really quick in the in this movie the remake where the first scene where she's running away and they the the north koreans instead of shooting her in the back chase her down and yeah. then they all get murdered and then they all get their stuff stolen and then they leave just fine yep nobody chases them no, anywhere yeah they hear gunshots where? Oh, they got them taken care of. 
<laughs> I just don't understand where yeah, any, we're not going to chase where any of the cops are. That platoon's got him. Other than the uh, the fights, I would say the other best part of this movie was the scene that I tried to recreate at the beginning of this podcast, but yep. I was unable to get the gravitas of our guy, Papa, Papa right. Eckert, Mister Cullen, Mister Cullen. Uh, right before he gets killed, this is this is the scene that he says. Brit Cullen sees this. Boys, if you're out there. You can hear me, listen up. Tough situation all the way around. A lot of tough choices. I love you both. I hope you know that. What I'm going to ask you to do may be very difficult, but I want you boys to do what I would do. I want you to go to war and stop this piece of shit or die trying. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get shot in the head. Yeah, you think there's about to be one more thing. What was the last thing you want to say, Dad? Oh, he's dead. Avenge Dad, me, Dad which dead. is what you're supposed to say because that's what Harry Dean Stanton yeah, says in 1984. So only thing he was missing was what Harry Dean Stanton said is the avenge me. Avenge God. me. Even though it didn't make sense when Harry Dean said it, but it's still- He knew it what had, was going to happen. It had a, had a gravitas. It had he a gravitas a to man. it. He knew he was a dead man. But uh, I had to say, good speech. Good speech good up speech. until that he, he just didn't have the exclamation point that we needed at the end. Yeah, yeah. So who? So what worked for you, or, or who worked for you? Uh, the stunt castings worked for me. Shalareth, Mark Shalareth. Mark Shalareth, my trivia moment, yeah. As the, as the uh, high school football coach, man. worked for me. He was great. He yeah. was great. And also, uh, I forgot, Josh Hutcherson says, uh, hey, something for the podcast. 2009, way ahead of the podcast boom. So good for him. He's probably producing like uh, NPR at this point or making uh, some big spots at Spotify. You would like to hope so. I, I would say so. Um, that He's who worked best for me. Josh Hutchinson probably played his best role in this film. I didn't. I don't like him in anything he does. You thought Peter worked? Peter worked the best. Josh Hutcherson was the best in this he, role. He he, played, he wasn't the same as as his counterpart, C. Thomas Howell, but it was, yeah. but he played his, he played it in, in a very original way. Yeah, I enjoyed Josh Hutcherson. I'll agree with that. Uh, I would also say Dean Morgan and Cullen both worked for me in their small roles. Yeah. They didn't have to do that much, so they they both worked for me in that. They came on, I recognized them, Yep, which is kind of what you wanted. Yep. And I was like, they, they it gave that character like a little bit of credit to mm-hmm. begin with, and then they got to say their funny lines or whatever, their big lines, and then move on. Worked for me, but I'll, I'll agree with you, Hutcherson. He, his moment when... Uh, other people start killing and they they're just like, Oh yeah, we just kill. And he was the only one who was like, Oh, I have to like actually kill people now. Right. He was the only one who really like had a second thought about it. Yep. And I was just like, he's this, this is the only one that makes sense. Yep. He threw up after the first murders. He wasn't able to pull the trigger. Yep. And, for killing the deer. Yeah. Yeah. For killing everything. And then yep. he, he started coming around on it. But I, I thought that uh, I thought he did good there. Yep. 
I I wholeheartedly agree. The and worst was the couple, Josh and Erica. Josh Peck was terrible in this movie. Erica was <laughs> terrible in this movie. They're both terrible together. They they were just made all the wrong every wrong decision you could possibly make, they made together. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And I was hoping that maybe they wouldn't make it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. At least one of them die. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Give that give that annoying people their their due. <laughs> Instead, they uh, they had to kill Chris Hemsworth, who was just on his way to just do some business. Yeah, man. Friends or Defoe? Who are you recasting? I'm re- I'm putting Chandler in this movie, and I'm uh, I'm I'm giving Pete a friend, another traitor. I think yeah. we needed more traitors. We needed more traitors. We needed more. more I mean, gra- the mayor traded. It was a traitor. Yeah, mayor was kind of Peter a traitor. Was a traitor. We need more bad guy, good guys, good guy, yeah. bad guys. Yeah, we needed more like people that you thought were going to be good, but were actually bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for my recasting uh, choice, I hate to take Brett Cullen out of this movie, but I'm replacing Brett Cullen with Willem Dafoe. That he that's another that's a heat check moment. Yeah, if Willem he, Dafoe he, says he, that, he would crush that speech. Boys, yeah, you know, I love both of you. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I would be so mad that he died though. They would, uh, Brett Cullen, oh, I'm like I'm train. okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> Brett Cullen, I'm okay with them dying, but uh, <laughs> Willem Dafoe, that would haunt me forever. That's okay. Uh, the way to make a fresh release in right now. Yep, that yep. movie this movie would probably do pretty good. Yep. It would still be badly reviewed. It probably wouldn't even be under 25 though. Yeah. Probably. My guess. My yeah. guess. Any last thoughts before we move on? I mean, we we said most of it. Like uh, like I can't reiterate my my thoughts enough when I say that the 84 version version is leaps and bounds better than this. This movie is terrible. This movie was a money grab to the highest order to where they were so worried about making money, they changed the bad guy completely in post-production. Yeah. Is it done? How much is in there? I, I don't understand it. Like, I, it, was never, it was never necessary. It was never a necessary movie. But then again, like, what, what makes a movie necessary? Uh, too deep for this podcast. Let's get to the game. Time for the top five. Top five. We're gonna do eighties movies that were remade. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot when you think about it. Um, there is. It's it's harder to find than you would think. Well, the only reason because they're all terrible. Yeah, they're all bad. They're all really, really bad. There's no good. Well, uh, uh, who would have thought remakes are bad? Who would have thought? Man, could have had me so, fooled so today, do, Hollywood. Do we think it's because they're remaking the Ron movies? It's it's not so about remaking. I've, you I've, can I've, use the IP, but reboot it. I've you know? heard I've heard I've heard this before in that like you should remake bad movie or movies that did okay, right? That could have been better, but yep. were still good. Case in point, Candyman. Candyman. Did you see the new Candyman? No, but it's but it's but it's apparently <laughs> leaps and bounds better than the original because they had the budget to do it, and they knew they had the source material, and they just added upon the source material rather than completely remaking. The oh, case in point, uh, the uh, something that happened a couple weeks ago, Top Gun. Yeah, they they took the OG Top Gun. It's a, it's a sequel technically, but it's all a sequel, but, but but man, like they, they didn't need to they be. They learned sequel. from it. They learned from. Yeah. They learned how to not make a movie, uh, a movie that was never made to have a sequel, have a sequel, and it works. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. So the top five uh, 80, 80s movie remake 
Uh, there's a lot of bad ones, but these are my five good ones. I'm gonna go straight down the line. If you if you can go straight down the line, I, yeah, you got it. And I I don't understand your list whatsoever. My so list makes 100. percent No, it doesn't. It's it's 100 percent terrible. And the and the audience will know when we release this episode. No, my list is good. My list is my top five bad. is very solid. No, because you're saying the modern ones are better than the originals, and I don't That's agree with that That's not what I'm saying. Not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that these are the best remakes. These are the top five remakes of 80 movies. Yes. So you're saying, so like mine is like, for number five, for number five, I'm having the Friday the 13th remake. It's it's better because it's not necessarily the remake of the original Friday the 13th. It's a reboot of it, and it's technically Friday the 13th Part Two. So that's why I enjoy that as a remake. And you can't go wrong with Jared Paladecki. Jared Paladecki? Yeah. Fuck that guy. He's the lead. He's the lead. The guy uh, who was the bad guy and accepted, he's in it too. It's pretty good. Um, number four. I did have a question though before we do this. Okay. Um, is the new Ghostbusters. Are you trying to do P-Rudd Ghostbusters? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or P-Fake? The, the newest one. Oh, yeah. Then I, I, don't, I don't know. It's probably the other one, huh? I think this is more of a reboot instead of a remake. Well, they're both reboots, so y- you can go with either or. I would say either or because they're both reboots. They both count. Yes. Okay. I count them because they're both separate. Okay. Yeah. Um, my number four is Pet Cemetery with uh, the Joel Edger- Edgerton lookalike. Have I you forget seen his that? name? Yes, I have. It's fucking bad. It's good. It's very bad. It's okay. It's okay for what it is because it's not good. The original sucks. The original's not good. I'll admit that. The, yeah. They're both bad. This one's l- less less bad. I'll put it that way. I it's put my a, two horrors in the back end. It's got your guy Jason Clark in it. Jason Clark, who looks j- just like Joel Edgerton because yeah. they're both Australian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was my last thing I forgot to mention during this whole podcast. Uh, Chris Hemsworth playing the the typical American. Yes. Why? And so is Erica because she's Australian as yeah. well. Yeah. What's up? I mean, Australians they can do the That's American accents. They're good for them. That's but how like, it is. But come on, man. Yeah. No, like, there's. I mean, yeah, they're all American. What do you expect? They're Australians do better on, than us, man. I mean, they're they're also con. They're all also cons. They're also descendants of conmen. So they they put off acting very well. Fight me, Russell Crowe. My number three is Escape from L.A., which is basically a remake from Escape from New York. Does that uh, really count? I'm going to count it because it's it's almost the same plot. Well, line. shout out to Ted Benz because he would put that on his list because he loves the shark, the shark surfing Sharks, scene. Shark surfing scene, him going through Universal Studios, him sinking a, Kurt Russell, the goat. We've talked about this so many times. Him sinking all of his basketball shots in one take to ensure that it was done in one take. That's a, a cinematic achievement unto itself. Rob Schneider, no, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi is is uh, his guide in the movie. Yep. And uh, he ends the world, as Snake Plissken should, because Snake Plissken's a bad motherfucker. Uh, my number two is Return to Paradise, which is the the Vince Vaughn, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and Haish movie, uh, based off a 1989 movie called Force Majeure, which is called it's called it's like the French translation is like uh, dangerous dangerous decisions. The well, Force Majeure is also another movie that came out. In yeah, the 90s. right. It's I, I, that's why I don't understand so it. They, there's so many times. Ty- Uncontrollable circumstances is the tra- English translation for this. Okay, one, okay, for this okay. Film. So Return to Paradise. Never even heard of it. Never even heard of it. So it's a story of uh, Joaquin Phoenix is is living in in like South Asia and in like Indonesia or something like that, and he gets falsely accused of uh, of stealing a bicycle or something like that, and gets sentenced to death because it's thievery. Uh-huh. So he has to convince. 
uh, uh, so his sister Anne Hayes tries to convince Vince Vaughn to come back because he was part of like this this conspiracy to steal a bike and eventually kill this guy or whatever. And he has to admit that he was an accessory for his friend to live, but they both have to serve a sentence. So it's like his like decision: should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? Yeah, it's a crazy movie. I rec- I highly oh, recommend weird. it. It's a really, really good movie. I didn't know it was a remake until looking into uh, this top five. But yeah, that's definitely my number two. It's it's really well done. It's one of Vince Vaughn's best um, serious roles. And then number one, obviously, is 21 Jump Street. Even though it's not a movie remake. It's not a movie remake. It's a TV remake. So and it's, ten, and are it's we allowed to count 80s it? relevant. Are we allowed to count it? We're counting it. We're counting it's it. It's 80s. It's cool. 80s relevant. Mean? I would have put uh, A-Team if it was a good movie. Red Dawn is better than Pet Cemetery, the remake. This one? This one. Mm, did you, you watch Pet Cemetery? I did. With John Lithgow? I did. I, I don't believe what. It's bad. Uh, I don't know. I feel I like I haven't seen the new it. Friday the 13th, though. But um, It's okay. Escape from LA, questionable if it Don't counts. even. Don't even. Don't even say that. Here's my list. Number five, Ghostbusters, the, the newest one. The Okay, I haven't seen that one, so I can't make judgment on it. Fun. P. Rudd. Uh, I will say Wolfson. Carrie Coon and P. Rudd as the uh, crypt, the crypt, key, crypt master, the gatekeeper, the key master, ectoologist, or the, whatever. Yeah, the key master and the gatekeeper, or whatever they're called. Okay. Too awesome. Okay. Kids, the daughter, very good. Finn, you Finn know, Wolfhart. Finn is just always Finn, so yeah. it's whatever. Uh, number four, Hairspray, great movie. Uh, the musical. remake with Amanda Bynes and John Travolta. Yes. So, so you're choosing that over the John w- and Waters Zac, film and Zac Efron. You're choosing that over the John Waters film. Yes. With Ricky Lake and Divine. Yeah. All right. This one's good. Okay. Hairspray is good. It, I think it's different. I, I mean, it is a remake, but it's different because it's a musical. Yeah, so it's a musical remake. But it's good. But I like the other one because it's not a musical. So there's that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't choose that because Hairspray the play is a musical, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's what the movie is based on, Hairspray yeah. the Musical, which okay. is based on the original movie, Hairspray. Gotcha. <laughs> Friday Night, number three. I haven't seen the original. Anton Yelchin. Yeah, I haven't seen the original. So so I, I just watched the first. I just watched the real... Uh, the OG? Last Spooktarper, I watched the OG Friday Night. Oh, okay. It is wacky and pretty wild. Yeah, it is. Uh, this one is not as good because it's not as crazy. Yeah. The other one just gets like to- Christopher Mintz Platz is in it, right? The new one, yeah, the new one, yeah, yeah. Uh, Colin Farrell and yeah, and yeah, Yelchin, yeah, yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Our R. guy, yeah, yeah it's been like it's been like Almost seven, ten years. seven, yeah, ten years. Damn, it's been eighty years. Uh, Colin Farrell, great, but the OG one is pretty wild, and I would say like a little bit more fun than the new one. But the new one is a little yeah, scary. He's a rock star and. Original and then uh, number two, I'm going Karate Kid. You're a fool, Jaden Smith. You're an absolute fool. I'm not saying it's better than the original Karate Kid. What are you saying then? I'm saying it's one of the top five best remakes. It's still a good movie. I'm saying. No. I'm saying it's a it's a very good movie. The title ruins it because they're not doing karate; they're doing kung fu. It should be called the Kung Fu Kid. The Kung Fu Kid, which it's which is better than calling it the Karate Kid. You're oh, you're misappropriating you're misappropriating Asian cultures by calling it the Karate Kid when they're not doing any karate. They're doing kung fu. There's a difference. 
Well, I didn't know that. Oh, you need to know that. It's Japanese versus Chinese. Well, I'm just going based off of what Jackie Chan does not called. know karate. He knows kung fu. <laughs> I'm sure he knows karate separately, but he originally knows kung fu. Well, I love Jackie Chan, and I like Jaden Smith, and I <sighs> thought that they did a great job, and the movie is very enjoyable. It's problematic. It's enjoyable. It's a great movie. It's actually less problematic than the original Karate Kid. I don't know about that. Pratt Morita's fantastic as an Okinawan uh, karate instructor. <laughs> Who lost his wife and, and uh, a bunch of cars. My number one, 21 Jump. Yep. Uh, just like. Unbeatable. Unbeatable. It's the unbeatable 80s remake, re- quote unquote remake movie. We're, we're, still, we're still hoping that they pull out that Men in Black. That'd be uh, an amazing crossover. Yeah. There, there needs to be a 23 Jump Street regardless. Uh, since we've done the uh, Men in Black International, another Chris Hemsworth movie. Another Chris uh, the, Hemsworth. The first Chris Hemsworth that we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Channing Tatum on his, on his latest tour for Dog and for Lost City has said yep. that. The funniest script he's ever read was the 23 Jump Street where it was the Men in Black Black movie. And they just didn't get it made because the studios. (sighs) They need to get that fucking shit made today. Yesterday. What? what, uh, Jonah Jonah Hill would still be. Is that a Peacock movie? Because who owns both both those? What studio owns both those? I don't know. Universal still owns uh, Men in Black. Yeah, yeah. So who owns 21 Jump Street? Maybe that's what the issue is. Maybe it's because I. My company's being a little dick about it. Whoa, don't throw your company on the bus. Yet, I love buddy. my company. Butter, I'm a company man. man. Company man. Phil Lauren, Chris Miller. They are part of Relativity, which is Columbia, MGM. So it's Amazon and NBC. Good luck with that. Yep, not going to happen. Great. Great, Jeff Bezos. Make it happen, somebody. Ruining everything again, a- Jeff a- Bezos. 824, a- buy all the rights. <laughs> I did my waiting. Gonna be waiting a long time. Here's the game: reboot, sequel, prequel. Uh, so you're wanting to do the you want to do the remake? I'll, I'll Ten cho- years down the road, I'll take reboot. You choose. Uh, you can do your sequel. I want the sequel. Yeah, you can do your sequel. I'll, I'll uh, pick some actors and a new, uh, slightly new plot for a reboot. Well, I'll do you one better because the sequel is um, Josh Peck still recruiting. Um, Teenagers who've been who've been fighting the who've been fighting the war for whose families have been fighting the war for ten years and he's ten years down the line and he's grizzled he's tired and he recruits uh, a new class call it the new class of Wolverines and uh, and they're they're taking fold and right in the, right in the beginning of the movie Josh Peck dies we're just gonna throw that right out the window he's he's out he's out the window he's done it's he's a smart, these it's kids. technically a smart move so it's so it's almost it's almost a re uh, it's almost a reboot but it's still technically a sequel because you're gonna see little bits and pieces of uh, other people throughout the movie that you saw in the original. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the guy from uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, or uh, the first Avenger. There was a, uh, but but the cast is going to be all uh, all young kids. So you're, uh, all young kids who are relevant. And I mean, I'm just going to put the whole cast of Outer okay. Banks in this film, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to make it relevant. So whoever's in the Outer Banks, you guys are the new <laughs> that, Wolverines. That's your group. That's your group you're choosing. Okay. Yeah, cool. it's okay. the Netflix. This is going to be a Netflix uh, uh, movie, and it's um, you know Red Dawn two. Um, you know, it is uh, Red it Noon has a lot of Netflix vibes on it. Yeah, Red Noon. This is this is Red Noon, like Red Notice. Red Noon. They're going full. Uh, they're, they're, they might be Bloods. Netflix might be Bloods. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know. I'm gonna keep it Fifty Fifth Street. Uh, what's your what's your uh, reboot there, bud? My reboot is uh, Red Dawn, but we're going full Hollywood in that. 
or uh, as as middle I'm going anti middle America on this one. It's it's going to be against white supremacy trying to take over the country. So, I'm going to have a all black young cast led by Willow Smith. You got to put Willow Smith well, in well, there. Yeah, of course <laughs> of course Willow's in the movie. Of course Willow's in the movie. Of course Jaden's in the Zendaya. movie. Zendaya. Zendaya's in the movie. I'm just choosing. Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer's who I'm thinking of as one oh, of the leads. Kiki, Kiki's number two. Kiki's number two. And then uh, Jonathan, um, what's his last name? Oh, I know. I know who you're thinking of. Jonathan Majors. Yeah, Jonathan Majors. Majors. He's the he's the main star. He's the guy. He's the ex-Marine uh, or whatever. Comes back. He trains all the rest of them. They fight off white supremacy. That, that's the movie. Get taken over. And then the special, the special appearance, a la Jeffrey Dean Morgan as John David Washington, just to keep it three named again. Denzel, that's <laughs> <laughs> me, Denzel. I'm going all the way to the top. We got to get some name recognition in this right. movie. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. So I'm making it a movie. That's what I'm doing. Okay. You know, uh, it'll do. That sounds it, pretty good. It'll do well uh, for the most part. I think. I think so. Yeah. You know, it's more relevant than ever uh, to eliminate white supremacy, and what what better way to do it than yeah, with fuck white obs- supremacy. obscene violence yeah. against uh, anybody who thinks uh, supremacy uh, should belong to a race, yes, or class, or Hate. or or gender, or anything. It should belong equally so across upsetting. the board. Yeah, you stupid fucks. Yes. Uh, final thoughts. Is this better than the Big Green? Unequivocal, no. It was not uh, quite as good as Big Green. It's not not as good. Sorry. Yeah. Hate to break it to you. I'm gonna boost its uh, rating though. I'm gonna, give no. it, I'm gonna give it a twenty percent. No, 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 no. Still, uh, still in, still in the zone. But give I think that this movie is watchable. Ten percenter, ten percenter. Watchable movie, right movie there. watchable movie. It's watchable only for the action sequences. So that, so fifteen minutes of this movie is watchable. No, a lot of this movie is action. I'd rather watch the original. Well, yeah, it's a better movie. <laughs> well, maybe you should watch it, and then you could agree with me. But, I did but watch you're being it. a contrarian. I, I you watch, watch the first five, five minutes. You don't watch the rest of the yeah, hour. I watched, I watched the first 35 You'd see Powers Booth show up and, and wreck shit up. I'd seen the original. I just didn't remember it. You're such a fool. Uh, what's your blurb? I need a second, okay? Why can't anybody give me a goddamn second? It's not the dawning of a new day. It's the red dawning of a day we've seen before. Not quite as good. Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, you made as much sense as uh, that does make that, sense. That, think, that makes pretty good sense if you think about it. Okay. My blurb is: uh, This dawn never should arose. So no sun. The whole planet. Keep it. Keep it dark. Into, uh, keep it dark. Okay. What you got a fear of a black planet? Yeah, I do. Wow. Personally, you of heard course. it here, folks. Yeah, <laughs> he <laughs> hates public enemy. Personally, I have. I do. He has hatred in his heart. Uh, a real recommendations. What do you got, Nick? Uh, Eurovision. Why not? <laughs> it's on Peacock for free. No commercials. Great. Three hours long. Get a couple cocktails. Listen to some country. Sing some random ass songs. It is a good time. Okay. Uh, I recommend Barry season three. It's it's out. It's uh, pretty much pretty much wrapped uh, for the for the season for the year. Um, highly recommend. Um, Bill Hader can do no wrong. Hero Marai can do no wrong. Uh, season four is renewed. We're getting a season four, and all of them will be directed by Bill Hader. So go figure on that. Dang, dang indeed, dang indeed. Uh, long live uh, Barry Berkman. This has been Red Dawn, the 2012 version. This is real rotten. 
That's been Nick. I've been Steven. Uh, we want to always say, keep it real, stay rotten. Follow yeah. us. Follow us on all social media channels. Sure. Uh, please vote in this uh, in this contentious top five <laughs> because we need to make it contentious and and not have it be led by um, a guy who just chases clout for a living. I don't chase clout. I just uh, I have the will of the people behind me. Yeah, sure. Uh, will of the people, aka the will of the Billboard Music Awards <laughs> or anything awards. Um, it's not my fault. I have uh, the taste of the uh, the American public. All fifteen of them. <laughs> So, yeah, this has been Red Dawn 2012. Uh, Let us know what you think of uh, Thor uh, Love and Thunder. We'll probably do a survey about that. Uh, Yeah, this has been Real Rotten. Keep it real. Stay rotten. Uh, See you later. Some films are ripe, some films are rotten We like our potatoes are gratin You watch a film, but you can't even But here comes Nick and Steve And they break it down, they turn it out And when it was over, you on to shout I want my money back that was real rotten Real fucking rotten Yeah.